after that dark thought, Nathan, when we get done with the show, I think it's going to be important for you to go get a really sweet, <laughs> happy smelling shower juice and just really lather yourself up, man. <laughs> I, I, I feel like he, he might have like, you got know. some... I, I can't remember. I think I call the dusky nethers is the new flavor. So he might have been watching with that. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development and gaming culture. And as of late, I'd say pretty much all things geek. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning party members. Welcome back, the Nathan Napalm. Hey, glad to be back. Also, welcome back, your Ashen Herald, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Friends, it's been not as long as the last time, has it? We, uh, huh? as I talked about it, you know what, we're... we're I'm sucking it up and putting on my big boy pants and I'm going to figure out how to balance the juggling act of writing books and things, working on an IP and getting and doing it. Cause we're hitting a hundred by the end of the year on the show. Damn it. Yeah. We're doing it. And I'm going to, I'm going to possibly put my fantastic sponsorships to work, which we'll talk about soon. Cause I got some plans for the show, but before we dig in, got to give a shout out to the home of this show right here on Simorg HQ over at Simorg HQ on YouTube as well. It's what we call the place of all the stuff and things that you find, um, all of the general content. And that's where the LFM podcast is located because we moved it ages back and I'm planning on some fun things. Also shout out to everybody over there and here who support, whether it's uh, Twitch subs, whether it's, um, you know, Patreon, which I am revamping. So you all are going to start getting shout outs live on the show in the near future I'm working on it man it's just time and uh yeah. literally no matter where you sub you support financially just know shout out to all of y'all man you greatly appreciate you keeping this party's bags packed provision stock for all adventures here on the show speaking of the show if you'd like to show it some love maybe uh leave us some uh, love on uh podcast places you can go over to the pin post at the top of at the lfm show on twitter go over there check it out the pin post will show you all the places this podcast is located. If you want to go to iTunes, give us a five-star view. Leave us a comment. We will read that here live on the show. You can also do a call-in if you'd like, and we will play that live on the show. And that call-in number is 1-539-664-6801. Friends, we're going to play a little bit of catch-up, but I've been doing sponsorships, and I've been putting that money to use. I've been knocking out emotes, badges here on the Twitch channel, so people who support got extra flair, got extra goodies, things that they deserve to have for all the time they've been dedicating to supporting this show and all the other things around this community. Um, speaking of community, we got a guild for this community called Knights of the Phoenix, so if you're interested in uh, being a part of it, we're looking for the homies. People that are friends for the long haul, hit me up in uh, Discord if you're interested. Been working on the Master's Core. That's my IP. It's a work of fiction, prose fiction, fantasy fiction, right? Working on the books as we speak and the IP as a whole with an open world RPG in the future. So if you're interested in that, check out exclamation TMC and chat here. You'll also find the link in the description for this YouTube VOD later. Um, gentlemen, why don't we catch up here? Um, we are on episode 86. Today, we're going to talk gaming news, and we're also going to talk about nostalgia. 
But before we hit 100, I am planning to do some fun things to the show, a bit of a revamp to the scene. And um, yeah, and some of the places you find this show. But gentlemen, what you've been up to since last time? I know, Nathan, you you stay pretty busy, Daedalus as well, gentlemen. What you been up to? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still harboring pretty hard for the uh, Vanguard Saga of Heroes, uh, the owners of that IP that do literally nothing right. with it uh, to give me that that database. So I've been playing mm -hmm. a lot of it and um, kind of protesting that they need to do something with the mm -hmm. information that they got uh, and just streaming a lot of games, man. That's that's pretty much what I've been doing. Yeah, oh. for me, I'm just I've been uh, dabbling in some games here and there, but mostly just focusing on a personal project, which I I think I decided I might put public here in nice. in a few months or so. So we'll see how things go oh, yeah. and and all of that. But uh, yeah, I uh, definitely had that revelation this week, so it was good, good stuff. And it was thanks to this community actually that That's inspired great. me to do so. I've heard. Yes, I've heard you've gained some inspiration from some of our fellow community members. I've had a sneak peek at some of it. Pretty stoked about it, too. I think it would be a good idea. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing that thing come together soon, man. Cool stuff. Gentlemen, why don't we dig in, man? Uh, so the Rings of Power is getting pummeled. Everywhere, you know, talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have, I got to tell you, man, it's easy content. And some of the things that are being said, it's just like, I can't help. I can't help it, man. I really can't. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be super negative about this, but what's going on with the Rings of Power and even before that with the Wheel of Time, it really shows me just how, like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like in the entertainment industry, Hollywood just really doesn't try very hard. They want, they really want what's going to guarantee in some way right and i remember and i know i talked about this too the save the cat novel by blake snyder right who did screenwriting before he unfortunately passed away um it was a good book it's not a long book it's a couple hundred pages or so and there's a particular part towards the latter chapters um after he talks about all the screenwriting stuff where he actually talked about you know his interaction with other people in hollywood and basically like what they're looking for and this pertained to scripts and so okay. when, when I see what's going on with like during the power, the will of time with this like exact, you know, formula that they are trying to make sure that they hit, it aligns with that, right? It's like they want what they've seen work before. So they don't care if they regurgitate the same sort of like story, right? The same sort of like, that's why you see remakes happening so much, right? Um, so you see that and you understand it, but man, they are getting pummeled the rings of power, right? And it's, it's, it's it's well deserved in my opinion, and uh, I think that we are going to see the Rings of Power do. I think we're going to see it do well, and I don't know people don't want to hear me say that. It, it's going to do well because what happens when you get people like creators like ourselves who create content around it, right? More people hear about it. You've got big creators talking about this, right? The word of mouth, like on social media, on you know, everywhere, is saturated talking about this, right? And bad publicity is still publicity, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's one thing that we sometimes forget is we might be talking about our criticism, but even myself and others, we're we're actually promoting this project through our discourse around it. And it may not be our intention by ranting, but inevitably that is what's happening. And people will check it out to to basically find out for themselves. But I found out some very interesting things lately that I, I'm going to get more information about this week. 
but I think there's comp- competition coming for Amazon. Uh, I think that other companies are banding together. I, I have a feeling we're going to see it happening. We've been seeing it happening with other things too, right? We've been seeing it happening with games, right? With with Microsoft, you know, going and purchasing things. And you see this like grouping happening, right? Uh, wasn't Unity bought by the Weta Workshop? There's news with the Weta Workshop too that we can talk about another time. Sure. Right. So there's all kinds of like deals being made, alliances being formed, like people realizing like there's large entities. And if we want to make it, we need to combine our resources and become through partnership, a larger entity ourselves. Right. I mean, hell, Twitch was purchased by Amazon a long time ago under right. the under the umbrella of Amazon. You know, so technically I end up getting paid by Amazon at the end of the day. It's reality. Right. That's and I buy Google, right? So exactly, Google and Amazon run the big <laughs> content creator platforms. I mean, yep. So, so yeah. it's going to be but interesting I, to see how this think, turns out. I think they got to do that too, right? I think, I think that so. they've got to do. They've got to do. That's 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 a smart move, right? Is Amazon's got you know all this backing and they're huge and they seem completely unstoppable, like, but they're not. The truth is, is they're not. And if uh, all these others uh, figure something out uh, to where it's a outrageously um, competitive situation, but with better content, mm-hmm. they're going to win. They'll Quality. win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or, so. or Amazon will have to reverse course and start doing better. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, either yeah. way, it's good for the, it's That's, good for the yep. people. Exactly. That's the kind of competition you want. Right. Because when you get someone right. who's, you know, Amazon's basically in a position where it's like, dominating all over right and the only way that they're really going to have at least from my perspective incentive for there to be change that a lot of us might want to see maybe not full change but at least some change is for there to be competition where it's like well someone's willing to offer you know the consumer something more in line with what their values are and so you're either going to have to adapt in order to get those people back or at least to compete you know um So it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out, right? Because I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it, right? People are like, you know, uh, someone actually had made that comment about like, you know, if you if we all just don't watch, then they'll suffer. I'm like, well, that's not really gonna it's not gonna work that way. But I did hear yeah. some I did hear some news that Amazon's down like if I'm not mistaken, like maybe five hundred thousand subs. So I, but the thing is, is like, is that as a result of this, or is it just people going this year kind of got a little tough, and we're kind of watching our money. Yeah, I think it has a lot yeah. to do with that. The economy's yeah. rough, right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have to get into details, but the economy's rough. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people are having to make sacrifices to, and, you know, Amazon mm-hmm. Prime or whatever. I mean, come on. Uh, that's, that's a sacrifice mm-hmm. everybody can't afford to make, you know? Right. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out. It's a hell of a case study, and uh, I feel like I've been enjoying that. I Did I, did I mention this last week? Oh, I had that conversation. Remember with the um, the Ocean Spark Studio Oath. Mm-hmm. Remember, I said I was going to be talking with them. We had an hour yeah. conversation, man. I got to put this video together. I'm gonna, I'm like gonna do a legit write up a script and do a good presentation of it. And um, I think it's going to be a good case study piece because, man, that was like that was a hell of a conversation, dude. And it was enlightening. And when I go back and I, I looked at Cry's video, I was like, wow, man. Yeah. The, you know, just like the smoke and mirrors. It's it's uh, so... Right, right. Okay. It's so apparent, you know? It is very apparent. And you're just going, geez, man. 
Speaking of things that are a little bit in the shade there, how about that? Another NFT game. Another crypto game bites the dust. And won't... Here it is. I'm going to share it right now. And won't issue refunds either because there's no money left to issue refunds. It's called Untamed Isles. For some reason, these games that... Oh my gosh, I'm going to rant about this one. I'm not even going to do videos about this one. Can we talk about this one? Sure. This is so, This it's not even this game, but this made me think of something else, okay? Okay. Let me go ahead and pull up my DMs, okay? I got a DM yesterday because I was doing a sponsored stream yesterday. A game called Big Time. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, so this is going to piggyback off of this crypto game. Another crypto game that crashed and burns, right? The one I just linked because there's no money. Okay, but it's interesting because, well, blockchain, crypto, all that's been suffering as of late this year anyway. NFTs have been, I mean, we've seen countless like scams, right? Or people just pull a plug on them. So people are hesitant for good reason. And this Untamed Isles game, one I never heard about, by the way, monster taming turn-based MMORPG. Kind of a weird. Going for a Pokemon type? I, I think it was, right? But there's like yeah. unique areas for friends to gather, practice PvP, trade, breed monsters. It almost gave me it almost gave me a, a sort of vibe of like um Palia, but like with Pokemon vibes, sort of okay. is kind of what I got from it. But the turn-based thing was a little weird. And they said they put it on hiatus at this point, right? Basically. Right, they they had gotten in 2021 in their Kickstarter, they had gotten 527,000 in backing. I feel like this was oh, Dayless shaking his head. Yeah, I feel like this was probably as a result of you know the NFT was like popping off and everybody's like, oh, let's go do it. Everybody get into it, right? Um, so this one's down in hiatus. Who knows if we see anything of it anymore? And I saw that and it was right after I got this message yesterday. Um, And uh, this message was from someone named Dolly Daddy. And the game is called Big Time Studios. And they have this game called Big Time. And Big Time is an MMORPG. It's an NFT based MMORPG. So there's 20,000 players now for right now. We'd love to give you an early access copy. Do you know what's not a good practice? What? To just spam creators on Twitch via their DMs. Uh, yeah. How 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 like it seems like you're just probably spamming everybody streaming Fortnite at the time, right? Yeah. Right? Nothing else. It's the same whatever. You you replace the name and it's like, dude, we've got <laughs> we've got we've got emails that you can reach out to for a reason, right? You don't just go DM on Twitch. By the way, most most of us don't see that. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Most it's, people aren't even going to notice it until right. way later, you know. And it's an NFT. And this is a good example of like, homie, if you knew anything about me, you would know I'm probably not going to be in your, probably not going to be interested in talking about your game, right? And most likely your game's a scam and you definitely don't want your attention <laughs> even to know the name, right? Like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's rough. I I do get a lot of I do get a lot of. This is even weirder, actually. I get a lot of the. It's like 
I guess it's a DM. I don't know what to call it on Twitter. It's mm-hmm. where you get the little mail icon. Yeah. yeah, I don't see those. It'll it'll be like four those months ago, and I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, I for some reason <laughs> didn't even know I had all these, but I'll get a bunch of them from people. Like, you should come check out my game or whatever. Like, um, dude, it's like, dude. First of all, you just started this project. You know, mm-hmm. like literally yesterday before you sent me this this message like what do you think i'm gonna what do you think i'm gonna do like i'm gonna make a video with this screenshot like (laughs) make your freaking game and then we'll talk you know have something to show yeah seriously man so it's just yeah it's just like it it's not the way to go man you know gotta be at least a little bit more professional than that y'all like just go spamming creators and going hey you want a free key to check out my game do I want to advertise for your potentially scam NFT game? No, I no. don't. I don't no. want to do that. I don't also, want my name attached to your BS. You're right. Know? Also, good job on researching who I am and what I'm about, because you would have realized real quick I probably wasn't the one to message. <laughs> right. Because I talk about your game. And there was a whole list of people on their site, too. And I was like, damn. And they all work remote. But there was no real actual profile or anything. And I was just like, how do I know? You know what my thought was initially when I saw that too? Was I saw that and I was like, how do I know these aren't all AI generated images of people's faces? Because you can do that now. True. With made up names. That's a good point. It's easy to do now too. You know? I use an AI art program now. Gosh, I know. To get some backgrounds. Like it's super easy. You just be like a man man with a beard. You know, and he'll be like, there's a man with a beard. He looks real, you know. Wow. It's just interesting, isn't it? It is. Make, and speaking... makes me think... Oh, go ahead, Nate. Look, no, no, you no, got you something. go. I was about to... I was He's about to brewing. Go ahead. Daedalus is brewing <laughs> something. Look at his face. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm yeah. brewing something because I'm like, I feel like there's a new, new like, uh, bit to the show we should be doing. Oh. And it's kind of like our version of Shark Tank, where we have anyone <laughs> and everyone that has an mmo idea to come and pitch it to us yes. oh my god and then we like live i don't know who's gonna play oh like my god you know, that's good i, I don't that. know who's gonna play kevin on this but at the end of the day <laughs> right at the end of the day it's like we can we can be oh. like no you're dead to me you know what i'm saying i mean i just i feel like that would be a good bit for the show that would be a really good (laughs) bit. we might find something good that might be worth investing in but mostly i think it'll be for the you know the lulls right just to see what kind of stuff gets our way and maybe it's like one or two a week we do or uh, one two a week we do but that might be good matter of fact until we actually get people to come on the show and do it do you mind if i if i told you just hijack that idea and put on cringe pony in a fake why form? not yeah absolutely that will definitely be a, a, a mmo tank uh in, in the next cringe pony i like that idea oh It'll my be fake, gosh though. we should do the real deal though where you can right? you're an indie developer you can really come on the show well, tell us your idea. Yeah. We'll, we'll bust your balls a little bit and we'll either be like, yeah, man. Put you to you the know? fire. This would be really up. good if this would be really good later, right? When we're when we're bigger content creators making yes. you know, a little bit bigger cash and we can right. actually be like, come on our show. And if we like your idea, we may, you know, back you. You know what I mean? Right now. Or you I promote you or something. You. Yeah. Right. I'm barely paying the bills right now, but right. eventually, <laughs> eventually we'll get to that point, right? All right we're, we're trying to we're trying to get a leg up at this point right now. Yeah, you come on the show and how about you back me at this point? So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to help, help me help you. Help me help you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're you're prized you get to back us. 
<laughs> oh, the Game Sharks is a pretty good name because that kind the of game goes sharks? back to the, oh my the, gosh. the cheat, the cheat, cheating thing, Game Shark. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna veer us just a little bit while sure. we're on the conversation of Go scammy kind of bad Ooh. MMOs. Um, there has been an update, and I have a. I'm not gonna name names, okay? Sure. But I do have an NDA leaker. Oh. Okay, and I got some I got some top secret information. Ooh. Our little friends um making the MMO with things drifting about. Oh. Um, they do have NPCs in their game, number one. Sure. They they got some NPCs in their game. Uh the tables. No, they're 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 people. Heads um, on tables. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're they're still not doing so hot. You know, yeah. like uh, they're streaming it. Nobody's sure. watching. You know, uh, nobody's showing yep. up. For their, they're just, they got a new World Breaker event coming up. Okay. Yeah, another um, one. Uh, yeah, about 15 people probably going to be online. They're going to see if that'll break the servers or not. But they are, they, <laughs> <it's crazy. laughs> so they, they don't want to have to compete with World of Warcraft Classic. Okay. So therefore, they moved. Wow. Their <laughs> to think that you actually are a competition. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's ridiculous. But because of the launch of Classic, <clears throat> they're wow. going to they're moving their launch date back two weeks, so they don't have to compete with Classic. Because that's <laughs> actually going to make a difference. Those people probably only play your game anyway. Dude, you're, guys, you are not oh. pulling a single player from World of Warcraft Classic. I'm sorry, it's not you're not not even one person. Wrath Classic at that. <laughs> Not even one person Jeez. is going to leave Wrath to come play your drift along game. Like I promise, wow. don't even worry about it. Launch it when you want, guys. It, it doesn't matter. It's going to be the same ten people that are there now. I mean, that doesn't that frame something for us though. That's your that's their mindset. They think that that is actually. I mean, if you actually think that that's a concern, like that's actually going to make a difference. Right, Imagine right. how that logic and that type of like contemplation for your game as a whole clearly right. hits the other layers, right? Like we're going to launch this year. We have a vast open world for you to explore. It's vast and empty unless you count the deer, bears, raccoons, rats, etc. that you'll come across every now and again that are basically all individual bosses that'll wreck you because they got to keep you stunned somewhere. So you can't and, and, get further for X amount of time. And I think they're all out of the asset store, right? Like, I don't think any of them are original, are they? I really don't know. I mean, a lot of them probably are, except for some of their more unique creatures, which they have, like, what, just a few of, maybe? The, the or bear that is kind of something own, wrong with them, like a, the mangy bear. The one with the floppy mouth and stuff, what looks like lavas or you know, glowing blood or something. I think they were going for the whole, like, ember-forged bear or something. It, you know what it looks like, though. Unfortunately for them, it looks like a uh, a generic version of the creatures in New World that are. Um, oh, you know, doesn't yeah. it kind of look like that to you? It oh my God, you're right. Version. Yeah, it does actually. Which I wouldn't want to look like New World, no matter what. Like avoid that look. You know? Yeah, you don't even want to remind people of that for the most part. It's like the it's like the welfare version. Yes, the welfare version. It's the <laughs> So if so, I like this analogy. If New Worlds was Transformers, then they would be the GoBots version. You know, the Kmart GoBot GoBots. You know. Okay. Oh my God, Nathan! Oh my God, dude! Yeah, GI Joe versus GI Jank. 
Yeah, yeah, Jake. Yeah. Like, it's so sad, dude. This is the bottom of the barrel of the MMORPG. It really is. Industry. It's probably the stupidest release I've ever seen in my life, to be honest. I can't I can't even think of a game releasing so absurdly in such a bad shape. Like the difference between it and Dream World is like it's actually like, you know They're really not, gonna do it. They're really yeah, I guess that's it's really gonna it, launch. Huh? It's just gonna be bad. But they are gonna I, I believe there's, it. They are gonna There's launch. no way that game's gonna support the development. I mean it's gonna be like a a, a a hobby project to maintain or something. I mean, you might get, I think they'll get to a point where they're actually just going to have to fund it to keep it going. You know, like but who are, will fund it though? I mean, it's not going to be the people playing. It's not things to be enough people to keep it going. People don't even want to watch it. I mean, it's boring. It was boring yeah. back when it was saga leukemia to watch. I mean, I, I, it's true. You yeah. basically were just running around and killing shit. I mean, it's why a lot of people did, re, didn't resonate with them. But at least back then it had like the potential to evolve into something. And now it just plateaued there and dropped things that were making it interesting. So like you had like the classes back then, like more interesting classes. And now that's just like, you know, brought that that's down. Too, yeah. I mean, all the things that could have been interesting about it, including a, a world with its own unique lore, it's gone, man. I mean, the things that from my perspective would have given people at least like, you know, more people, I believe, to be interested in giving it a chance, it's not there anymore. So now it's just as generic as it gets of a game with no vision, direction, really. I mean, if you're telling people like, back us and then you can tell us how to make it go. I mean, remember that earlier this year, you're going, what, dude? Yikes. You know, it's, it reminds me of like, uh, yeah. you were if you're taking a class uh, for programming and development of a, of a video game mm -hmm. and this would be like your only one quarter of the year assignment and this mm. is what you came up with as a amateur in school yeah. freshman <clears throat> year you know this would be a project that seems like would come out of the other end for like an assignment in school and i don't even mean i don't even mean like a prestigious college i mean like a high school you know <laughs> These days, that is what it reminds me of. It, it, that's I what mean, it really reminds me of. I mean, if we want to like be real here for a minute, you know, you know, get the guy who's making that Ocarina of Time UE5, dude. That guy could have made that guy could have made an MMO, he could have made it pop at the very it, least. It may not have least. been good, who knows, but it would have at least looked mm -hmm. really cool. It would have got people's attention. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that also goes from my perspective to show you the kind of talent. That's actually on that project. You, you, I'm sorry, you don't have talent. Look at your your project. That's why. Like, there's, you've got to have passion and vision, and be excited about your game. Not be trying to sell people on systems because you want money. I mean, all it looks like is you're trying to sell people on how to spend money for with you, and it's like, but no one wants to because it's boring. Yeah, you made it more yeah. boring. You literally yeah. made it more boring than it was originally. So, and even I said back in the day, I was like, you know, I wouldn't play this as a main game. It would be something I could jump in with friends and play when servers are down for another game that I'm planning on mating. It's not that's a bad game. Thinking. Yeah, at that's least what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. With the know? original game, I was thinking like, mm -hmm. you know. With the original good, game. Good little fun for like a static where you hop on once a week and try yeah. to go out and do an adventure. Pick but up now, where you left dude, off. I, I wouldn't even want to do that. I would mm -hmm. dread no. it. No. Let's say it was popular, which no way. 
No. But let's say it was, I still wouldn't play it. I mean, it's just not good. Even if like mm. the potential was there, viewers were there, I knew I'd make good money from streaming it. I just wouldn't because yeah. it just looks really yeah. just boring and no soul. Just that's a good word for it. No soul, soulless. Oh, I mean, they they could rebrand again and just call it delusions of grandeur. <laughs> That'd be better <laughs> online. Yeah, online, 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 online. <laughs> yeah, online. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Online. I only had a minor in marketing, Gosh, so yeah. my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, funny. I mean, speaking of uh, MMORPGs that have been rocking it, though, I mean, Ashes mm. teased that they're they've been doing a dev discussion. We're going to talk about this on Sunday for the Ashes Pathfinders podcast. So, sister show to this show. Sunday's five PM here on the channel, right? Um, we'll be talking about it. They. They were putting feelers out about the tank. They did a teaser last week, I think it was. And we were like, ah, this isn't. It was like people were like, it, the Ranger reveal. And I'm like, number one, it wasn't a Ranger reveal. But were they teasing at the Ranger? I mean, maybe. But then they confirmed it. And it was like, oh, snap. Are we actually going to? We haven't gotten to see anything about the Ranger since like Alpha Zero. And even then, yeah. it was like just rudimentary stuff, sort of like how Alpha One was. So that's cool. I'm looking forward to that. You know, Pantheon, I'm not sure if there's anything new newsworthy since last time we chat. A little bit. Uh, yeah. We got the newsletter today. Um, okay. I already talked about last week that there's a pre, there's a pre-alpha test coming up yep. and all that. Um, so apparently in-house they found a bug with their network stack they made. Um, mm-hmm. It's causing some corruption. So uh, they found the, the root of the problem. They're working out. They're, they kind of put out a, a warning today like, hey, we don't know how long it's going to take to fix this problem. So maybe we want the pre-alpha date to be on uh, August 17th, but we're not going to freaking just let you all right. suffer all day and not even get to play in the service crash and blah, blah, blah. So if we delay it, it's so you guys can have a good time. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, right now it's August 17th. It could be delayed a week or two. If um, And dude, I, I totally on stream, people were asking when I thought it was going to be. And I was like, well, they said summer. Right, yeah. it's summer, and technically summer ends the twenty second, and therefore the last weekend is the seventeenth, eighteenth. It'll be on one of those two days. And funny, it's like I, that's how they are. Like you know what I mean? Like if they say summer, it'll be the very last day <laughs> of summer. Very last day of summer. It's funny. <laughs> it's, it's just the way it is. Man, dude. Um. Well. <sighs> I guess I want to talk game dev. Let me let me just share this. Okay, there's there's this pretty cool um, right here on Gamer Rant. I saw the other day, and it's Unreal Engine five. They got a new update making major improvements. So I'm like, oh my god, to the old and brand new development tools. Right? They got they're doing changes to the 3D creation tool, which to me this is like coming up with a 5.1 for Unreal Engine. Is this is a perfect example of why this this engine is just continuing to innovate and keep in mind we've had so many other companies just get on board and really bolster this is again like companies unifying their resources to make something better right and it's a win for them it's a win for the engine right it's a win for and it's a win for everybody and if you're an indie dev you're a small team or a single person or like myself right this is amazing this is like these are the types of things that go, yo, I have a dream. I'm willing to do the work. It, it, it can happen. 
doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It'll still be a lot of hard work, but it can happen because the tools are intuitive. And this one is that their development tool for games and videos owned by Epic Games is widely known for its creative power while being free to download. Previous versions have been used in things like Kingdom Hearts 3, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, by the way, Fortnite, right? They said 5.1 updates going to include Lumen improvements. What? More? So Lumen improvements, achieving 60 FPS on console games, reflections on single layer, single layer water, support for reflections on translucent surfaces, and other rendering focus changes, including support to Ameliorite Path Tracer, Niagara, GPU light mass systems. Bottom line, this is like looking better, also better performance. That's the big takeaway, right? Oh, my God, dude. Camelot dude, and Chain, this is why you can't hang, homie. Yep, yep. Mm, mm. <laughs> it stings. It stings, don't it? Don't it? it but it, it is true. It is true, Mark Jacobs. I'm sorry, buddy. But it is. Oh, I respect you, man. what you tried to do. Right. But you took too long, and now there's Unreal Engine 5. And it's like, bro, yes. dang. You could have, with the team and the money you had back then, mm-hmm. you could have totally, like, done what you wanted to do. Like, that, that sucks. Before we move on to Unreal Engine 5, though. Sure. There's a big new update for Dungeons and Dragons today. Oh yeah, dude, sure that. So D and D is we all kind of knew there was 5.5 edition, or mm-hmm. you know, we, I, I kind of was like, no way will they call it 5.5, right? And and so they're not. They're calling it one, as in O N E D and D, um, and that's the 5.5. It's a updated version of the fifth edition. But here's the really cool part: they've mm-hmm. got their own virtual tabletop they're working on. In Unreal Engine 5, where let's say you're on D&D Beyond, you buy a book, a new campaign, you can bundle it for the digital version, get a a physical and a digital. The digital goes to the virtual tabletop. All the assets, every little thing needed, little patch of grass, little barn, little castle. It looks like miniatures. It's going to be Unreal Engine 5, so it's going to look freaking crazy like a real miniature, you know? Um, All the little monsters... All that comes with it. Now you've got all that to build and you can change it. You can grab it. You can mix it around and all those pieces are yours now. So you want to make your own campaign, all those pieces, use them how you want. And so as you buy more and more books, more and more um, uh, stories, et cetera, you're going to get more and more monsters. They'll sell monster packs. They'll sell the D&D, you know, uh, monster manual with a bunch of monsters in it. I mean, dude, it's about to blow up. And you know, since it's an Unreal Engine 5, that there'll be like a creative character where people can make their own little miniature Jeez. for the game. Oh, oh, dude, it's wow. about to get so nerdy up in here. Um, wow. Do you feel like they yeah. took a page from the playbook of Telspire there? Yeah. Bye, wow. Telspire. Bye. Damn. I'm just thinking, does that mean they're irrelevant then now? Damn. It's gone. It's done. Because the problem Telspire Fuck. had was they needed the license so you could put your stats in the game. Dang. Otherwise, you still had to... You had to do everything, you know? You could roll the dice in it, but all your stats and all that you'd have to do on paper separate. Wow. From but D&D Beyond, I mean, it's going to have it all built in. You know what I mean? You're going to click your little miniature, pull up their stats, see their HP, you know, everything. Dang. Official support. Wow. Talk about seeing, oh, we love your idea. Ours. I mean, look, got you got to you gotta raise the torch for Telspire, though, right? And go... Yeah, they started this whole You thing, really yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, you did. And they made a lot of money. You know, they did good for themselves. So, yeah. Thanks a lot, Telspire. But also, 
Bye. Yeah, like you're done. Like it's over. Bye. Can't compete with that. Yeah. You See can't you later. With that, it's run on Unity. This is Unreal Engine Unreal 5. Engine Five. Yeah, which is superior in my opinion. Bye, bye, Telspire, and official support. That that just yeah. that. And I'll tell you what, it's going to kill. In my opinion, it's going to kill Fantasy Grounds. Whatever. Yeah, low 20. I would agree. You're, bye. You're got. You're done. You know. Jeez, with that kind of integration, I mean, I. And they'll probably you know. stop supporting those. You oh, know what I mean? Like, yeah, they'll probably be able to run fifth edition and before, Jeez, but they're man. not going to be able to run the new, the new edition. I bet you anything, because that would be kind of silly for them to share that with competing platforms. You know what I mean? Right. Damn, yo, that's hella news. Yeah, that's big news, man, dude. You know what else? You know what I heard this week that was like. Kind of sad news. Hogwarts Legacy is this is being postponed until next year. It's like February 2023 or whatever. I was actually is looking that, forward to trying it this this year. That was because of another game, right? A big game. Um, um, God of War, right? Oh my god, do you think it's because of God of War? I, didn't well, I mean, they said that. something about it being like they needed more polish. Yeah, so. I thought it was something about effort to release the highest quality game. There it is. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, that's what they said. Right, but like, is it though? <laughs> you never really know yeah. for sure. Like, I don't uh, put it past past companies to lie. They don't necessarily always have to have a conscience, right? Yeah, November Oof. 9th is the release for Ragnarok, and I don't think nobody wants to be anywhere near that release. <laughs> right? Open world RPG right. game, RPG game, standalone single player game. No. Even maybe even maybe Embers of Drift needs to move further back. Oh, we just said the name in case nobody could actually tell. Right? <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. oh, no, we actually said it. You all couldn't tell until now, though, right? Like, <laughs> we've oh, been well. here. We know. Cats we know. up the bag. We know. But, man, that Hogwarts Legacy game really is looking pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, man. totally is. It's looking good. And I, I like J.K. Rowling's world, man. I mean, it's, it's looking... It. There's a lot of possibility with yes. that. I mean, it would be cool if they did that and something with Fantastic Beasts too. That would, that yeah, would those movies are great. I didn't. I have not read the books. I've actually been lately in my you know abundant spare time reading <laughs> reading uh, Harry Potter books. I've got to tell you, wow, what a gem! They're good. What a gem, and how different they are from the movie. There's so much extra stuff there. There usually is, but I, I feel like it's it's quite significant how much extra stuff is there, right? Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Very, very cool. Um, really enjoying the books. I, as someone who's been studying writing up until the point when I began writing, I always heard of these things, you know, that are you don't do. And she so got away with some of that stuff. And she's like always referenced as one of the people that's like, she got away with it. And he just goes to show you that, like, if you're writing, you can get away with a lot of stuff with a really good story. Right. Things that maybe don't quite, you know, hit the mark on what's considered exactly the science. Right. The formula you're supposed to follow exactly the things you don't do because time and time again that you don't, you know, people don't like it. You, you can get away with that stuff. I mean, hell, Tolkien yeah. got away with some of that stuff, too. Right. True. Because. People are invested in the story. It just goes to show you if the story's good enough, 
people aren't really necessarily in care if they're sucked into it. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, and they're not that big of a deal anyway, but I was like sitting there reading and it's like, Oh man, this is like really, it's nice. It's, it's a, it's a good, good set of books. And I did buy all of them and I got the UK version. So it's interesting seeing the different words that are not there in like the U S version. So it's pretty interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's like they say motorbike. (laughs) Yeah. Like for example, did you know, this is a fun little thing. I don't know if anybody read the books, but you know, the thing that Dumbledore has, that he goes and he pulls the lights from the thing that he gives to Ron later. Mm-hmm. It's actually got a name I never knew. It's called a put outer. They took that out of the American. It's just not in the movies at all, but it's oh, in, the in the book the oh, okay, called okay. a put outer. And I was like, okay, interesting. Certain little quirks to their personality that's emphasized. You see it in the books. And you're like, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Really enjoy it a lot. It's, it's a really good read. And it goes quick. Yeah. Those books are ones that go quick from here. Like, oh, wow, I'm reading kind of like Dragonlance. Dragonlance goes quick, too, which I'm still like yeah, you, over halfway through the first one. But I'm taking my time getting with worried. Them. You start getting worried in the Dragonlance. Like you're looking at what's left of the book. Yeah. Like, dude, like I'm getting yeah. worried here. Like, you know, yeah, just got to. Um, just some yeah. feel like some feel like we're going to be able to get to a resolution here. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm at right now in the first one? Where you at? Stepping into the dragon's chamber. Oh, I've been, it's I've so been on, good. I've been on that pause, and I've like I've been going. I don't want to be tired when I read this. I want to be like completely alert because I feel like it's going to be a much better experience if I'm not tired. So I've been waiting for a day when I'm like, I got half an hour or something to just sit down and be super into something. I didn't want it. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I know this is going to be good. I want to make sure I'm like fully. I, I like kind of wanted to save it. I feel like, you know, like I almost anticipate. I know it's going to be good, and I want to like save it for a moment. I want something really good. It is good. Is why I feel yeah, like I t- I'm there. Yeah. I tell you, man, I didn't realize this uh, the first time I read it, or maybe I didn't. I just forgot. But like, as you progress through it, too, it's crazy how big of a skill up the writers had. Like, yeah, the first and the second book, man. I was, mm. I was just like, dang, this is like way better written. Like, and then. Same thing for the third book. I was like, geez, they love really? it again. Like, this is crazy. These guys are like, now they're, by the time you read the whole series, I think that's why people fall in love with it because the first one's good. It's written good. It's it's great. It is. But like, you, you see them just getting, by the time you finish the third book, you're like, man, these guys are like the top of their class now. Geez. So the first book was their first one, right? What now? Is that, is that, is that right? The first Dragonlance was their first book? Yes. As far as I've ever okay. heard, yes. So that's like a J.K. Rowling situation because you hear that with J.K. Rowling, too. Her very first Harry Potter book was like her first book. I mean, it had like 11, 12 revisions or something crazy. But when she launched, that was her first book. And then as you go through her books, she just gets better and better. So I feel like that's got to be a really gratifying experience. I feel like it's one I'm I'm currently on a journey of exploring with a couple different set of authors at this point, you know? Technically yeah. three, because like the Witcher author as well, because I'm kind of juggling multiple books and kind of it's interesting. Yeah, we totally just veered down that one for a minute. Yeah, you can totally nerd out about good writing anytime, right? <clears throat> Before we move Nuke on from the books, hole. yeah, we're getting pretty close. I think it's uh, here in September, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll look to make sure I'm not telling a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Stephen King has a fantasy novel coming out. Does he really? Oh, really? Yeah, it's, called, it's called Fairy Tale. Um, let me see. When does it launch? Interesting. Uh, September sixth. So pretty soon. Yeah, I hmm. feel like I'll have to check that out. He tells good fantasy stories because uh, what was the one Dragon's Eye? I think it was called. That was really good. That was a good oh. like medieval like fantasy, uh, high fantasy. That was really good. And really? then. Uh, Talisman kind of blends reality with a fantasy world. There's like two dimensions, and it's it's really good too. Yeah, he did the Dark Tower too, didn't he? I, I watched the movie, but I didn't read the book. Yeah, the Dark Tower series is crazy good. That was one where um, it felt like maybe he wouldn't finish it. Really? Uh, you know what I mean? He did, but it felt like it was like, dude, like these such a long <laughs> series, you know? Like, are you going to get there? Kind of worried about it. It's like when, uh, apparently mm -hmm. he had that thing where he almost died. Remember that? Somebody hit him with a car. Oh, or something. right. Yeah. Yeah. We were and like, that, that was when he was like, dude, I'm finishing, you know, like that. They hit him like, oh my gosh, I don't, I, I'm finishing the series. Gotta uh, get it done. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. That's the thing that scares me as an aspiring author at this point, like being in that process is like, I feel like it's going to take me a decade to get them all out. And that's yeah. like a little scary because like, oh, shit. And if something happens, it's not finished. That's that's a dreadful thing. I feel like when you're in that when you're in the writing space, I feel like probably in a creative space in general, if you got like a set of goalposts, like maybe you're working on a video game, you're working on a book, right? You're working on a set like a um, like a series of art like paintings or whatever. Cause that's, that's a real thing too. When people decide they're going to do like a creation series of like art paintings and they're going through and each painting can take a long time and you go one by one by one. And it's like, uh Oh, I guess something happens. Like that's it. You never get to find out, uh, you know, Jordan, the will time author, right? Like last two got done. Cause Brandon Sanderson, but if you know what I mean? Like, boy, point. that yeah. was one of those close calls. Wasn't it may not have gotten to know the story finish at all. I hate to get dark, but sometimes I think about one day a day will come where I'm looking forward to a game and I'll die before I get to play it. Oh, no. That is That's dark. depressing, isn't it? Wow, it's gonna Nathan. Happen to all of us. It's going to happen to all of us. There'll be I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen to some of us with one game, Star Citizen. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. You know, I think I think after that dark thought, Nathan, when we get done with the show, I think it's going to be important for you to go get a really sweet, happy smelling shower juice and just really lather yourself up, man. I, I, I feel like he, he might have like, you know. got some. I, I can't remember. I think I call the Dusky Nethers is the new flavor. So he might have been watching with that. Dusky Nethers. <laughs> Why do I think uh, Nethers, Nether Wing, or something from freaking BC now? Going, oh my God, that's more like Nether healthy. regions, but you Nether. know, <laughs> the Nether realm. <laughs> oh my God, dude, it's so horrible. Hey, um, yeah, so the sad delay of Hogwarts, right? Um, there's a couple things I thought were interesting to talk on here, talk about on here. Um, First of all, I wanted to ask about this because we got some nostalgic stuff to get to in a little bit here. But did, have you guys tried that Tower Fantasy? It's like the Genshin Impact thing. I I did it on my phone, and I know it's like you, it's like Genshin. You could do it either way. You could, you know, I know people have been playing the crap out of it. Man, I mean, it's definitely well made. But I'm realizing games like Genshin and that one, like, I just don't. I don't. I can't. It doesn't. It doesn't stick for me. I don't know why. I just can't get into it. Is it the the game type? I wonder. 
super like oh and you're like oh oh i think it's that i think it's that so there's like the japanese anime yeah and then there's like the korean in the uh uh anime right and mm. I, I think the japanese i can I'm yes cool with because i played japanese games growing up sure but the korean just feels off to me you know oh wait is that a korean and game i i think it is if uh, it is that it makes up. a lot of sense i'm gonna double check that like final fantasy right or like the legend of right. zelda these are japanese yeah. games and, I and they don't bother me yeah. yeah they don't bother me at all i love it uh yeah. even the weird humor sometimes in it like uh yeah remember tingle the weird little <laughs> yes, guy yes yes I, I, I love that guy but like he's I'm a totally weird cool little guy, guy man you just you're like hey you're so strange but like i kind of enjoy your awkward really goofy weird yeah it's going it's on a fun little distraction from the main thing uh let's see tower fantasy Oh my gosh! Perfect world, it's Korean. Yeah. It's oh, okay. World. I was like, some. It is. There is something about Korean game. Arcade was like that too, for me. Yeah. As much as I was, I enjoyed it. It looked good. Great. There's a clip for you, Day Day. Dusky Nether's clip on this channel that just happened. <laughs> That's gonna have to be the intro reel for this podcast <laughs> for YouTube and audio later. So, gosh, dude. You know. We talked earlier about this probably could have segued into this one earlier, but I just thought this was so interesting. I saw this this week. OK, he wanted faster Internet. Comcast wanted fifty thousand dollars. So he made his own ISP. It worked. He, did, he pulled it off. He has you received can do that. this guy received two point six million in funding from the U.S. government to expand his rural Internet service. Okay. That's kind of inspiring, isn't it? I need to get some wow. petitions going here up here in the great state of Wisconsin because our internet right. freaking blows up here. Yeah, so um, if anybody else is in the Oklahoma area and you want to compete with Cox Communications, that'd be amazing. Because AT&T is very selective of where they decide to do their freaking internet. They're like, they've got really great internet, but they don't. They won't lay it everywhere. It's like it's got to be just out. Oh, well, this this particular area, we can run it for you here. You go, you're like half a mile away, and they're like, nope, can't do that. And you're like, what? Fiber is it? Yes, AT and T's fiber. Yeah. We're still waiting for fiber too, and they're like, me. It's like great. Meanwhile, we'll continue to get you know triple pounded to the ground by Cox's horrible internet sometimes, but. They're Ooh, quick Cox, to say face. I know, dude. Yeah. At freaking... least you know what they suck. They don't try to hide it. <laughs> Wait, what is it? I don't know. That's what everybody says. <laughs> I wonder what it could be. What the hell could Cox Communications suck a whole lot of? I don't know. I don't either. Just one of those things people say. Yeah. I think I, 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 think I know what it is. I, I think I know what it is. What is it? It's Dusky Nethers. Uh, right. Dusky that... Nethers. We're talking about this. Yeah, we're talking about the shower juice popsicles, right? Yes. Right. Yes. They also come in popsicles. That's, that's oh, that'd be we're great like, for we're... summer. I missed that. I missed that. Because <laughs> that would have been nice. You just, you know, you don't even, gotta, you don't even have to actually get in the shower. You just put these ice packets on you. Dude. You know, put one under your arm. One you ain't wrong. Your, just let them melt, you know. Cool <laughs> you ain't wrong, man. Dude, it was, it's, it's cooling yeah, who, down. Who needs bath bombs when you can have dus dusky nethers popsicles? 
shower juice. Not meant to be eaten. Not meant to be eaten, folks. Yeah. So for some not, reason, not I feel like those silica packs you get in the, you know. I feel like you get a growth. I feel like you get a growth with those, though. You get a growth, yeah. Growth, yeah. yeah. It's possible. So, I, I'm curious. What do y'all been... Well... I'm curious, what have y'all been playing lately? Like, I've been playing Ark. I mean, that's the one. I've just some Fortnite, right? Because it was sponsored. But honestly, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm, like, pretty good at about at those games. Like, I'm not like I'm not like the next ninja or anything because I don't I don't do it for a living. But I was surprised. You hold your own. You hold your own. I do. I mean, I got I, I do pretty good most of the time. I mean, the thing about BR games though, right? Is you drop in there and sometimes it's like that was kind of a crappy loadout. You're not, you know, bad circumstances, bad placement. You know, people get better better gear than you. It's just a roll of the dice. But if the roll of the dice aren't bad and they're decent, you get the weapons. You know, at least can get a weapon or two that you enjoy that you tend to, in, you know, do well with, then um, you can, I think you can hold your own, or at least I can hold my own in there. And um, I was like, really, it was a sponsored thing, but I wasn't faking the enthusiasm. It was, I enjoyed myself, you know, and it's one of those games I played, haven't played in like eight months or nine months or something like that. And I jumped in there yesterday and today, and I kind of feel like I clobbered some fools. Kind of feel like I was throwing a beating in it, and it felt very good. And that's damn it if Fortnite's not a game that's just look, feel how you feel about it. They're rocking for a reason, right? They're not doing tons of horribly scummy things. They keep it interesting, right? They keep it, they keep that like change and momentum going. And I see people in chat with their whatever, but it's not true. I see a loot bag panelled. You know, it's funny is people kept calling me a bot. And I'm like, come on, guys. Can you give me credit on one for one day or two? Give me some credit just for that. Y'all going to see me playing it later tonight. It's your fucks giving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to make you pay for it. I'm going to go kill some more fools again. I was having fun, man. You know I, what I like about them, though? I really like what they do with their maps. I like how they have these big events. They change the scape, the the landscape of the map, right? And it's still the same, but they introduce new weapons. They have fun new mechanics that come out, you know? I mean, it's it's not just reskinning the same mechanics that exist. It's yeah. genuinely adding new mechanics, like fun new contraptions and mechanisms for gameplay loops. And they change the map and they create really cool story arcs for it. And they give themes and then they pull in all your favorite, you know, geeky characters like Darth Vader or like Indiana Jones, which by the way is in there right now. You can do quests on the thing. And I'm like, they keep it fresh. Right. And yeah, you, this is a game where you technically jump in there and you get on the hamster wheel, but it's not the same thing. It's not the same as the kind of sameness that we talk about all the time. So, you know, I like man. to think back and I know you guys, I know you guys remember this, but after the, after Epic came off the success of Gears of War, right? Oh, yeah. If you remember, they started working on Fortnite. They were talking about, we didn't even really know what it was. We knew it was a shooter of some yeah. sort. Uh, Battle Royale wasn't a thing yet. So like, we really didn't know. We knew you'd be able to build things. We're, I think mm -hmm. most of us were probably thinking because of Gears of War that it would be like yeah. uh, defend yourself, like which that is part of the game. But um, yeah, the horde mode sort of. It thing. ended up being this whole thing, you know what I mean? And um, they said way back then, this is the next big thing. Like, and I really respect it because, dude, they were they did ridiculously yeah. right, you yeah. know. Yeah. 
right? And they removed they they made it to where there's a game mode now to where you don't have to build. And I was like, ooh, that's nice, you know, because I used to be good at building, but I have to play regularly to keep that skill set, right? But the shooter part, I can jump in, I figure out the weapons, and I'm usually good, right? But you know, so it's nice. Oops. Kids are born with the building skills now, too. Jeez, right? Know that. Oh. Like, as soon as they're born, they're like, I know how to build in Fortnite. <laughs> You're like, like <laughs> dear Lord, kids. I'm like, I try to build around me. My freaking, I'm over here struggle busting it. But, man, that game, man, it's 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 a good time. You know, maybe Paragon rest in peace because they doubled down on that one whenever Paragon was rolling. It was the MOBA they were doing. And, uh, yeah, but they made the Paragon assets free in the... Uh, Epic Store. All the Paragon assets were free. If you're a developer, you can just get all the stuff from that MOBA and use it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That was a nice move. That was a nice way to, you know, kind yeah. of bow out. You know? Oh, and they refunded everybody, too. Did you remember that? They refunded I everybody who spent that. money on the MOBA. Yeah. If you spent money, they refunded you, and they took all the assets, and they gave it to developers to use for free. And what I was like, was that that's epic, dude. That was when they were doing Paragon. They had the Paragon MOBA they were working on. And then they were doing Fortnite at the same time. And they basically killed Paragon. And they were like, we're oh. we're doubling down on this. Paragon wasn't really gaining the kind of momentum I think they wanted. It was, it was interesting. It was a third person sort of like smite sort of a thing. But it had, had a very interesting kind of almost a little bit of a dark sort of uh, vibe to it. And it... It, it looked pretty realistic. It, it performed well. It was, it was it was good, but I think that they realized like Fortnite's got it's gonna it's blowing up, and so let's dump all our resources in. Let's not be divided. Let's let's go double down on this, and and as a result, they it was like super. It was like that's respectable, you know. It was unfortunate, but it was respectable. I mean, that was as good as you can do by a community, really, in my opinion. Right. So, yeah, I didn't realize that was epic as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you, I've even got this like Paragon um, banner or whatever in Fortnite that they gave you. If you played, you could get the that logo or the, the Paragon logo in there. It's pretty, pretty cool. But I just, you know, and here we are, UE5, man. I mean, Fortnite switched to UE5 at the end of last year. And then it, they got to the point where now it's like, you know, hey, UE5, baby, let's go. And, that's Epic Games, man. We're getting an amazing engine from these people, and it's been an amazing engine for forever. You know. Yeah, and we're gonna see we're gonna see the fruits of labor start to hit hard next year. Like, yeah. We'll start seeing them come out. You know. Oh my God! All of the fan like the fan made games lately. There's like a Resident Evil being rolled in there. There's like a Iron Man game being rolled in there. Every week it seems like I see a new fan made game in UE5 that just is stellar. And I'm like, dude, right? Yeah, man. Man, all we need is some original originality, man, from some of these people. Just go in there and just, you know, just make some game. Make make your own game. Like, dude, you could do it. You really could. If you're looking for something to play, though. Yeah, Elder. Uh, we need what we need here is for uh, the Elder Scrolls to just get over themselves and use Unreal Engine Five and um, for the next Elder Scrolls. Let's go, baby. If they did, that game would be already so much further along at this point. They yeah. could just use UE5. They could make a new Elder Scrolls game, like, and it would look good. It would. It would. It would look like what we Man. want it to look like. It would look 
as good it, it would be hard to up that you know what i yeah. mean like the technology now i know we always say that when we're on the newest cutting edge technology but like we really are getting that point where it's like yeah. it's getting harder and harder to like distinguish yep. the generation of games um yes uh, and unreal engine 5 is just looking so good man it's just it's hard to imagine without going completely like so popper realistic how could you get much better you know what i mean my god dude I, I remember seeing some of the i forget where the i don't remember the link right but i saw it i think yesterday and they were talking about like facial movements and stuff in ue5 and i was looking at that and i was like that looks like a real person not the kind of like it looks like a real person or it looks so realistic for like 2008 like you know and it's cutting edge and it's the cleanest thing we've seen no not like this looks so real like it's the cleanest thing we've seen like this looks so real like it looks like a person real yeah they're starting to mix in that technology <clears throat> yes. where you used to have to buy the little things and put them all over your face and now you oh, can just record your face yes. and it can put that on the uh, you know and make the character move and all that i mean we're just getting to Dude. a point where indie devs are gonna have a great time stranger you know? things i saw the last two episodes and 11's younger self was clearly cgi isn't that crazy and it was really tough to tell yeah only, there's only a few yeah. moments yeah, yeah where you're like oh wait i see it because we saw the younger it. version of her and there was a slight difference but if you hadn't had that reference I thought it was her. I was like, dang, they filmed this like back in the day. <laughs> like that was some foresight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I mean, it ended well. Doing that with like Ant-Man too. And I was like, so wait good. a minute, how did they do Michael Douglas in that? And then. Oh, right. Probably. Yeah. At first I was Dude. like, I had to do a double take, man. I mean, that was, just, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. What was the, um, I'm trying to think, but yeah, I'm trying to think about it, but like, isn't, We've got four seasons of Stranger Things right now, right? We have one more. It's the last one coming out. And when they left off in four, I was like, oh, my. They went to and dude, like they laying it down. They are laying it down. I love those characters, it man. It's going to be sad for it to be over. It really is. I really love I these know. Characters. I know. It's so good. The vibe to it. The music. I mean, the theme the atmosphere it doesn't matter it, there's just god it's good it really is good really daedalus good. you haven't seen it have you no Damn. not the season four i need not, I, what bro. i want to do is just have like a few days and and maybe i'll do that like when i take some time off from work this fourth quarter here dude i want to have like a binge you like days it. Stranger Things, yeah. I mean, I yeah. love the first three seasons, man. Oh, oh, and it just got better and better. And it's 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 just the right kind of creepy Dude, for me. Nathan, he he he's about to think it's got he thought it was good. It's like really good. Yeah, man. Oh, they, excited, dude, man. it's a piece of art now. Now like, it is season yeah. four. Yeah. I mean, they, j there were so many times where like they would do things with the camera angle that yeah. was telling story. Like mm -hmm. it's so good, man. This is Mastercraft. Like mm. Like you're just sitting there the whole time, like you can't shut up, you know. Like watch it by yourself because yeah. you're gonna be like you're gonna be like wanting to tell people, like, pause it, wait a minute, I gotta make sure everybody just noticed what they just did right there. Dude, you know? there was a point in in the very last episode of the fourth season where I was like, they're not gonna do that to this person. You're like, oh, they did it, they did it. And I was like, oh my god, dude, okay, what's gonna happen? And they leave you hanging. You're like, oh shit, when season five coming out now? 
in the next year middle yeah. they need to get to it i need that shit I do too. Uh, it seemed like they <laughs> took a year off, didn't they? Between three and four. Because of COVID, yeah. Like, yeah it was COVID. a bigger delay. Yeah, COVID, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this before you watch it, man, or anybody else who hasn't watched it. I'll say this because this is something everybody watching this is going to understand. Yeah. When you got somebody, and you, we've all been in the situation who doesn't know anything about Lord of the Rings, and you sit them down to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and and, you know, like you won't shut up because they don't know all things. So like you're looking over at their reaction and it's like, oh, they're not reacting good enough. They don't, they don't understand. So you're like, pause it. And you're like, let me explain. You don't understand Gandalf and oh what he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's how you'll feel yeah. after coming from one, two, and three and watching four. Like you'll just oh, like yeah. it's just so good yes. that you want everybody to understand how good it is, you know? That arc, awesome. that circle they do too. I'm just going, ooh. It makes you really wonder about five. Like they, if this is going to be the, the final touch, I feel like I just, in my gut feel like based on where they went, this is going to like out the park on five. I feel yeah. like they're going to have to right? with the way they just, it's like, dude, you went full circle from the earlier seasons to this. And now we're dude, it's going to be such a satisfying end. I mean, you know, cause it will, you know, your that city perspective. You know what I mean? I was like, Ooh, Dude, and, and, hey, I went back and rewatched them, right? Um, yeah. And I was shocked at the foreshadowing. Right. For events from four that Jeez. are all the way back at the beginning. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, there's really? so much. Really? Oh, I'm going to like, watch it. exactly yeah. how I want to do that watch through, man. Yeah, man. Exactly. Well, we're going to do all four seasons in a row, huh? Yes, I, I think am. it's I best to watch good. four. I, I swear it's really? better to watch four. And then go back and watch really? it because you're not gonna uh, you're gonna you're gonna miss it again. You're gonna have to watch it again because you're gonna you're not gonna know. I'm gonna have to uh, watch. I'm gonna watch all. It'll be close enough together where I'm gonna know <laughs> when I watch it. I'm not gonna man. I'm not gonna go like he's a you know, half chub on this man. This is gonna be like <laughs> this is gonna be like Gosh. like four days in a row of watching it probably. Oh, to dude. get it all in. So if you are looking for games, right? Uh, I saw QuakeCon's going to launch with some free classic games, PC Pass. And there looks to be news that Sony may be working on some PC game launcher. I feel like that's worth talking about a bit. Because Xbox, right? Microsoft, like, okay, you're going to... This is interesting, right? Because, like, Microsoft Game Pass, right? This This is, like, PC, console... This is like the future, right? Where where it's like we, you've got our console, you've got a the Windows game. I feel like how are you going to compete with that if if Microsoft continues to just railroad this the way they're doing right now, and it, it clearly maintains profitability, right? With their pass, with people playing on PC, with people getting consoles. If this railroad stays the course and it is lucrative. I feel like Nintendo and PlayStation are going to have to figure out a way to do something as innovative for them to bolster their audience. Right. Cause I mean, if you got the Xbox game pass, you could play on PC. You don't have to have for a lot of games, right? You could literally do it right there. I could I hate- see, I could see Sony trying mm-hmm. Nintendo, man. They just, they're so far behind. Right. On just their online presence is so weak. Right. Um, 
It's like they don't get it. Like they really don't. I don't think they do. That's the talking point too, right? Like how's Nintendo gonna Yeah, I don't think they can. I think what they're doing is working for them and they're you know, sure. the Switch is making bundles of money and there's gonna be another Switch and it's gonna make bundles of money and right. um the Switch online and service making bundles of money because of all the classic games, you know. True. Um so I think that they'll they'll just continue getting away with it because they're Nintendo. Um and, mm. and here's here's what scares me about Nintendo though. They're only getting away with that because we're still alive. True, yeah. It's true. When we're when we yes. all pass away, our right. kids won't give a flip. They don't know? care about those games. No, we make our kids care about it. They don't actually care. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like we make them like, no, you're playing Super Mario Bros. You know, like they Family don't days happening now. In the, in the living room playing. so they're not going to get with it forever but um yeah. certainly as long as we're alive i think they're gonna they're gonna continue getting away with just absolute nonsense i mean you know they still kind of brag do, about yeah. that do. you can use your phone to voice chat like bro i don't even <laughs> need your service to do that have you, you know? ever heard of discord homie like come on yeah like <laughs> i don't need your stupid nintendo app to talk yeah. to people on my phone I like Which, to talk to people with the device I'm using. You know what I mean? Like, how about I can talk to people on the Switch? Why can that not happen? Right, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. I, I look to the future and I'm like, I don't know, man. Nintendo, like, because you're right. Like, a big part of the reason that they're lucrative is because we, who played those original games, etc., are are literally willing to buy them again for the convenience of having them on a new console. When the people that love those games aren't around anymore, it, it, you're right. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to be dark, but it most younger generation, they don't they didn't play eight big games. They don't care. They're playing Minecraft. They're playing Fortnite. They're playing and, you know, whatever's popular <laughs> in their generation. And that look, Minecraft, Fortnite, these are the very popular things. It's what their friends play. It's what they talk about at school. It's what they're going to be doing, right? Not my papa and mama's 8-bit Legend of Zelda that we can get on our Switch. No, I'm going to get Switch because I want a Fortnite. Well, if I don't, if we don't have a Switch, we can get something else to play Fortnite, get on the computer. Yep. Just a matter of time for Epic's like, hey, here's your, here's your own console. If you don't have it, you can plug it in wherever you go. It's like the Steam deck or whatever. Yeah. Matter of time, dude. They're already trying to compete with Steam anyway, right? So... Something I thought about is it's just a matter of time before we get the epic deck or something. Absolutely, it will cool happen. Name. It will happen. You know, and then and then where are they at? They're they're up there with Microsoft, right? Plug it in wherever you're at. Jump on your PC if you want. Whatever you, whatever you want to do. You know, it's just a matter of time. We we got you either way. Plug it into your TV. Jump on your computer device. Oh, just a matter of time. Just a matter of time with the way Unreal Engine's rocking, with all the games that are going to be launching on that thing, with the cut they're going to be making, just a matter of time for you to get your own daggum Epic handheld. It's literally going to be the next, it's going to be like the Switch, but it's the Epic deck. Right? Cross-play, all that stuff. I mean, come on, man. I think out of any company that's out there right now, Epic's the only one where I'm like, it's a no-brainer, they're going to get there. It's yeah. just a matter of time. So, in the right time, they'll probably wait for the timing to be right to mm -hmm. slide in, you know. Yeah, right now it's bolster our store, keep giving you. I mean, they already throw games at you. Like, I don't know how many games. Like, I've stopped doing this thing, 
but it's like constantly free game, free game, free game, yeah. free game, free game. I have Every a ton week, of games. Yeah. Tons you can't of games. Keep up. You can't no. Keep up. Yeah. I don't have. I don't. I don't check in often enough to make that obligation to make that work. And I was no way I'd be able to play them all. Too many. Too many damn games to play on there. But it's like you know, it's just a matter of time, isn't it? They're going to be like the Amazon of freaking gaming soon. Yeah, and after everybody starts making all their games on the uh, Unreal Engine 5 and they've got a big library, hey, they may Oof. launch their own version of Game Pass with all the Unreal Engine Oh, 5 my games. God, dude. They could totally do it. They could. Know, like, yeah. Unreal Engine. The Unreal Pass or something, right? Easy peasy. Yeah. The Epic Pass, what do you even call it? Ah, oh, so true, man. Here we go, gentlemen. We've made it all the way until now. We nerded out a little bit. You know, a little bit of nostalgia. Today is all, it's for nostalgia. We've definitely been hitting on nostalgia today. And, you know, there's a cautionary tale in gaming and game development, right? We have nostalgia bait. For example, I mean, what was Diablo Immortal but nostalgia bait? And wasn't there Diablo 4? Or like, here's a link from good old Day Day here. He linked it as we were chatting about it. Diablo 4. Devs want to reiterate that the game won't be pay to win. Do you think anybody at this point, look, you're going to have people playing because they're going to expect that you're going to give them pay to convenience, pay to win. They're going to pay for it. They will want to. Right. But do you think the people that don't want that are actually going to take you at your word after Diablo Immortal? Come Hell on, no. Hell no. <laughs> because gems aren't gear, Sim. Right. 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 So by their definition, I do believe them. It's yeah. not pay to win by their games playing. However, <laughs> yes. by the rest of us, that doesn't work at Blizzard. Right. Um, the non-sheep. It is definitely pay to win. So, Gosh, you know. dude. You know, it's like, come on, Blizzard, man. I hate to admit it, but I'm going to play it. That pisses me off even the most. I will play it. I will. Oh. I just will. Just so I can make a video about it, stream it, and tell everybody it sucks. I don't know, that man. That pisses me off <laughs> when I'm in that position. You're like, I'm going to do it, and I hate myself for it. Maybe not yeah. myself, but... It's like this is like, Dude, it's like I know I I'll have to do it. I can't just ignore that. You know, mm. I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to pony up and do it. But like yeah. that makes me mad. I don't want to. I yeah. really don't want to after what they did with the mortal. I am I'm so aggravated. Dude. And and what what's up with Blizzard anyway? What's this hot cold thing they're doing right now, right? right. So like on World of Warcraft side, like right. I I'm it's pretty pretty good. Like they gave us all yeah. this bonus XP. Like, sure, there's going to be boost and wrath. Of I course, there will be. But, dude, they gave us all this time to get 50% XP. I saw that. They're giving us a good four solid weeks of uh, pre patch. Mm -hmm. And TBC, everybody complains because they only give us two because, you yep. know, some more booster packs. We give them less time. Mm -hmm. They're giving us, like, what has it been like? 10 weeks. Oh, it's a long XP. My brother's been on it. Mm -hmm. it eh, it's been forever. Time's it's still going on the launch. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, like, the changes they're making sound like they're trying to keep it classic, you know? Yeah. Like, dude, pretty good. Dragonflight, don't follow it as much, but people are excited and feel yeah. good about it. Um, and then it's like, okay, are, aren't you the same company, though? What's going on over here? Like, what? What? Yeah. They're like, oh, we gotta, we got to save World of Warcraft. Now let's just ruin Diablo. It's all about the pay pigs, man. Can you just save all of your IPs? No. I mean, they just they just want a money printing press, and that's what Diablo Immortal is, uh, apparently. The last but now they want yeah. a second one, but now they want Diablo 4 to be a money printing press, too. Right. Like I I remember when I realized that Diablo Immortal was a mess. And I was like, well, this could be good news. 
because this might be their mobile. Let's make a ton of cash, and then we can make Diablo 4 correctly and, and, right. and show that we're the good guy while secretly we're still making bank over here on this piece of crap, you know? And that's what I hoped. I hoped, you know, that makes business sense, you know, like... Put the darkness to light, light, light yeah. bringer. <laughs> like, if they're going to ruin Diablo 4, it's going to be oh. the same crap as Diablo 4. Freaking... It work. Oh, dude, speaking of light bringer, their newest pass or whatever, I got this email for Blizzard, and I literally read it, dude. And it was like, come get into this season. And it was literally all like Paladin Lightbringer-related stuff. And I saw that and I was like, fuck you guys. Fuck you. I was like, I'm not taking that bait. There was once upon a time I would have been tempted by your Lightbringer things. Did you hesitate though? Did you at least like stop for a second and be like, mm. I, I jumped in, I looked at it on my phone and then I felt like I wanted to like do something that could get me banned on Twitch. So I didn't. <laughs> okay and i basically right. stopped i turned it off and I, I i had i jumped in to look at it but i turned it off and i was like i'm not i'm not no yeah They're freaking triple uh, i saw that shows. email and mentally it deleted my mind i'm like no i'm like even today i was on my phone for mm -hmm. something i see a diablo immortal thing i'm like swipe <laughs> kiss my ass f you bobby kotick <laughs> More like oh, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys are following along, but uh, MMO Cop has been battling Bobby Kotick for the past month. I finally defeated really? him. He finally defeated him last week on Cringe Pony. Um, okay. It was an epic battle. It was an epic battle. <laughs> Good thing. God, dude. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? The apocalypse. What kind of apocalypse? Yeah. Game apocalypse? No, the total, everything gone. No more, no more anything. So the nostalgic bit for the show today, then, right? All right. In your video game history, what moments in your history of playing video games did you find you are the, or do you find that you get the most nostalgic about? And then the question is, what about that has been, why, how has that hooked you for so long? Mm. I know my answer. Can I go? Yeah, of yeah. course. Go. Mine, and this goes way back. Okay. It's just it's it's never gonna change. It's 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 this bad boy right here. Get it out. It's this bad boy right here, dude. Oh wow. I mean this yes. this changed my life, dude. This changed my life. Yeah. Uh didn't even didn't care about video games. I played Atari and stuff, and I was just like, eh, this is this is not very fun. My uh, dad got me this for Christmas um, when I was like four years old, four or five. And uh, I guess I was five because I was in school. And uh, dude, changed my life. I mean, it just changed my life. And I didn't even know there were other games for like quite a while. <laughs> I didn't even know there was other games. I had no idea. Um, I just thought this was what you did on this thing was play this game. And I mean, just played it nonstop, sun up to sundown. Um, freaking love it i'm still really good at it to this day i have to play on the original nintendo there is a difference between playing on switch online playing on an emulator playing it on anything that isn't the original hardware with the original controller plugged into it there's a difference uh there's a little bit of a delay or something with um right the button presses it's like super accurate on the nintendo uh but anyway dude after that i knew i knew that this was somehow going to be what i did for the rest of my life um as soon as I played it, I was like, dude, dude man, dude, this, this is something right here, you know? 
So for me, that was it. And, um, you know, it led me into everything else that I love, you know, RPGs, MMOs, all that. Like it led me right into that was all because of that very first addiction with a freaking classic that I still play every once in a while today because it's just, it's a mastercraft, man. They hit the best magic. Any, I feel like any developers never hit that stride of magic so perfectly as they did with that game, man. They just, for the time period it was, dude. Yeah. Definitely. That's such a good, it was such a good game, man. I mean, all the, the little hidden gems too along the way. What about you, Daedalus? I don't know. Um, this is probably dating me a bit. I don't know how many um, in the uh, listeners here know this game, mm-hmm. but I talked about it. I might have been um, might have been on our uh, Pathfinder podcast, mm-hmm. but one of the first like adventure games that I've ever played was Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. And a screenshot behind me is kind of like a throwback to that. Yeah. It's definitely one of those more like early pixely, but it was a point and click, and it was one of the few games that I ever played through multiple times because there was different like paths you could go like one was more action oriented one was more discovery oriented and one was more like you know just you know puzzle oriented uh kind of thing and i remember that game to this day like how it not only did i like the ip i mean i loved indiana jones as a kid i had indiana jones posters i watched every single indiana jones movie i loved any indiana jones content but it was this the feel of the game was just so good because it was a good story it was an original story um and that was like for me it's like that's what i use as like a general barometer for games any at any point like gameplay is important yes and this had you know good gameplay it was fun it was engaging it you know more as much mentally as it was like hand-eye coordination and trying to figure things out Mm -hmm. um but it was also the fact that it was good story and like characters you you know you fell in love with you um connected with right and and even more so than the ip and i think that's something that to this day is still really powerful and unfortunately like it's rarer and rarer that you get that kind of handcrafting in a game um it was one of the things that really honestly to you know nathan's point it's one of those things that got me like i'm gonna be a gamer for life because of games like that Mm -hmm. um that really got me into the story that it was like one of those things okay i can't put it down hey mom and dad five more minutes i gotta get through this particular area because i'm so like into this puzzle or whatever and and it was uh it was definitely like it set the bar for me um now and by today's standards it's probably like you know as you say here you know pretty uh low rent but uh but it is um it is uh definitely like one of those things that sparked the creativity in 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 me in terms of like what is possible in a game and and now we're at a stage where we have so many different tools um we just need like the right people with the right mindset, the right vision to actually like, you know, use their noodles and actually get something out there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, for me, one of the ones that, uh, that really set me off in my, my gaming history. Well, anybody guess what mine is? 
think it's a Zelda game. Yes. It mine is. almost was. Mine almost was. So Which the, one? the Mario Brothers, original Mario Brothers game and the original Zelda game, I had around the same time. And I don't remember how it happened, but I remember the majority of the time I played games, it was either Legend of Zelda or it was the Mario Brothers Duck Hunt game when you showed me, right? So I actually have these. I have the original Nintendo. I have all that stuff, right? Sadly, the gun doesn't really work on the TV, the new TVs. But anyway, there's got to be a fix for that, right? There is a device you can buy now. It's yeah. actually recently they figured it out, but yeah. Cool. Um, so for me, it was the first Zelda, though, because I remember like there was all this stuff, right? There was like the Mario Brothers Super Show. There was like the um, there was even that Zelda cartoon that came out. There was, and like this Zelda hit for a lot of things for me, right? Because I was in the comic books that came a little bit afterwards for me. But when I was really young and it was Zelda and Mario and Mario was fun. It was like the game I played with my brother. So it was like the family sort of thing. Even my mom would play with us. And she did this funny thing where she she held a remote like this dude and did this like jumping thing. I was like, mom, that's not how you're supposed to hold that controller. It was hilarious. She was ahead of her time. She was ready for the week. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but dude, it was the original Zelda because I remember looking through that book. And there was like this animation, right? Style of cartoonish sort of style. And it was like, there was a story there. Like Mario Brothers, you just ran around, you did stuff, right? But Zelda, there was like a story there. And I remember going through the book. I would read through that all the time. I would like, I would literally go and try to draw Link and all this stuff. And it was like my gateway into fantasy. And it came from a JRPG. And it was literally my first gateway into fantasy at, or gateway into fantasy because it was like this this sort of like hero character with this faded sort of mission, a darkness to, you know, to sort of like overcome all these crazy, fantastic creatures. This was around the time that D&D &D was going down, too. Right. But I was too young for D&D. &D, and there was like all that stuff about D&D &D that happened later, like, oh, it's the devil and all that crazy stuff people were talking about because Zelda got lumped into that, too, because the same sort of like characters and, and, and creatures and all that stuff. And that one was it for me because I felt I could get so into that story that I could imagine myself in that world, right? Like I would like make duct tape shields, get a lantern, go on adventures in the woods, like in real life. Like I was living this stuff out. There you go. Yeah, that dude, I've got like on my phone right now. I could pull all those images up and shoot them to you right now. I literally. The one with Impa was one of my favorite. Do you remember yes. that one where she's in the road? She's, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, man. That artwork, I used to do the same thing, dude. I used to just dude. look at it and be like, it's so yes. cool. Like, mm -hmm. And like the knights and stuff and all that. Dude, on my phone, I literally went to like the Zelda site and they have the Zelda, the old Zelda stuff there. And I like pulled all the images, dude. All the creatures, images. All those shots, it was beautiful. I imagined myself in that world. That was my first step into the imagination of being a hero in a fantastic world. That was my entry way into fantasy. And so I guess then the question is, is like the follow-up question here is like, what was it about the game that really makes it so powerful that you remain hooked to it? And I guess I can answer that, right? is for me, it was the first experience of 
me literally in my mind going into another place in a completely imaginary fictional world and imagining helping Zelda and Link defeat Ganon or being Link and helping Zelda and Impa and defeating these creatures and getting these hearts and becoming stronger. Like I imagined it so vividly, like it was real to me. And for me, it stuck because everything that has followed finds roots in that. I mean, even my own, my own world that I've been working on has elements and aspects of influence from that. And so does the the game that I'm developing here in the future. Right. Open world games still follow that formula. And you that's know, that, the formula. That is mm-hmm. the formula for an open world game. And it's so crazy. Yeah. It came out so long ago. I'll tell you something else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I know you already know this, but um, the, the crazy part to me is that at the time they were developing this game, he wanted to make an adventure that was, um, you know, like do anything. Like he wanted, that's exactly what he wanted. Because he, he talks about when he was a kid, yeah. he ran around with a little wooden sword, pretending like he was a hero, and he found a cave like out in the countryside in Japan. And, you know, tried to explore it. And just like that feeling mm. of how adventuresome that was being a kid is exactly what he wanted to encapsulate in that game. And he nailed it. And I feel like, all the Zeldas nail that to a degree, but I feel like the original, uh, the Super Nintendo one, and Ocarina of Time, and Breath of the Wild yeah. are the ones that really nailed it, mm. like for real. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how you feel, you know? Yeah, because you definitely have that dungeon. I mean, like you said, like, I mean, how interesting when you go look at the originals, they all feel like almost all of the levels feel like you're going into a cave, don't they? How interesting is that? That you're not supposed to be there, too, you know? Yeah. Because back then, you didn't know for sure. Because you would go in a cave, you'd get so far, and you'd be like, oh, I can't see in here. I must, you know, like, I can't do this because I can't see what's candle. going on. Mm-hmm. And you get the candle later. But, like, every dungeon you went in back then, you didn't know for sure if you were even supposed to be there. Right. You know? Like, you were kind of scared. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is if I'm in the right spot. or Because there was no right spot. It was just no. kind of like, you need the items, but there's multiple ways to get them, and you yep. know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So... Yeah, dude, that, that was a good game, and collecting those keys felt really good because you knew you'd, you'd like get a you get like six keys. You're like, oh my gosh, like I can pretty much do whatever I want now. And there's so many secret rooms, and mm-hmm. then you get a new item. You go back to the old places, and there's more secret. Dude, that game was just right. legendary. Jeez, the original Zelda. How many how many times did I use that? Put the fire out in front of you, right? Push the fire out in front of you ability from the the candle or whatever it was to burn the bushes to see if there were hidden hidden places or pushing against things pushing against stuff yep all the the time everywhere dude how many countless hours and because of that what i really liked about the zelda formula was like they kept building upon it yeah Mm -hmm. Um, especially up to ocarina of time like by the time ocarina of time came out when you got to that graveyard in kakariko village immediately you just start pushing and pulling yeah. you know like i love how they did that like they didn't say mm-hmm. like hey maybe you can move some stuff in here you know like they just knew yep. that you would try that right you know i love it i love right. it just master class uh yep. game design i absolutely agree man what about, what about you daedalus uh i don't know i mean i'm i'm really enjoying you guys talking about like that that style of game 
uh, honestly. It's like it brings me back to exactly like what I was talking about with the Indiana Jones is that like yeah. ability to discover like the good story, like that those just those kind of moments where something happens you don't expect. Uh, I think that's yeah, for me, I think that's that's definitely definitely uh resonating mm. yeah and i have some other questions but we're gonna save those for the nostalgia or the uh the throwback areas i'm as i'm gonna probably refer to in the future because yeah that's just gosh man you know you know you know what it is i love about the original nintendo like zelda and stuff is i love the fact that you've got to just figure out how to get it and there's no like handholding or any of that stuff and yeah. just like you know multiple ways that you can accomplish something not knowing where you're at like that's actually like at the core of like what i want to do with this game is like i actually want to make it to where like you know you interact with people they tell you things you know and then you go and you you know you you look like okay so here's this place right and i go to this place and and i look around i explore i talk to people they give me clues you know, and, and maybe in the world through circumstance, I actually find something that's going to help make me stronger along the way. And then I've just got to figure it out. Right. I've just got to get the keys. I've just got to get the hearts. I've just got to get the potions, whatever it is. I've got to get that special tool or weapon that functions a very specific way. And without that, you know, capability uh, to, to overcome some mechanic with this tool, you know, I'm not going to. And that's the thing. Right there's been a lot of great games, but not a ton in my experience really sort of like draw that influence. And I feel like that's so missing. Yeah. You know, you, you know, another aspect of those feelings and those emotions and the way it felt to mm. that. Nobody, nobody born anytime near now will ever be able to feel again was that there was this magic in like you're playing Zelda, mm. you get you figure something out, right? And you don't have a cell phone, you don't have internet, you figured it out. Yeah. And now you are dying to get to school the next day yes. to tell your friends about it. Right. Yeah. And and like the only way you can tell them is if you actually called them on a landline phone, which right. chances are in my house, somebody was on the phone. <laughs> that ain't happening. You know, like forget that. So you're just like in bed, like tossing and turning, mm. like, oh my God, can't wait to tell them what I figured out. Like, you know, yes. and as soon as you see me like, ah, Guess what I did? Guess what I figured out in Zelda? Guess what I did? The secret blah, blah, blah. Dude, epic times that can't be replicated today. Because even if you didn't yes. have internet, you probably have a phone. You could just text them, send them a screenshot. Like, yeah. Dude, it's different. It's just different. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that was amazing. Like, you had to wait, you know? Had and, to wait. Yeah. And there wasn't, like, tons of strategy guides or a computer where there was a walkthrough. It was, Nintendo like... power or bus, baby. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you had to like figure it out by people that actually did it, figured it out. And they tell you, and it's like, hey, you know, it was like special moves and games and special like secrets and hidden places. Ah, man, you know, and I think a lot of games these days, right? I feel like some of the wonder gets stolen because these things are able to be figured out ahead of time. That's yeah. why we all got so excited at that video you shared where the guy figured out yeah. in that random zone in Classic WoW 
that it I forget oh, the time yeah. four p.m. four a.m. or something where oh, he would randomly die. Yeah, we got, we got so excited because like that was like that moment. Like yes, like, whoa, nobody knew that, you know. Except the difference is someone made up the thing and it the video was basically a big hoax. Whereas yeah. the the lesson in it was Blizzard, this is what you could be doing, but you don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. still when we didn't know it was fake yeah right i was like we, oh. we were so excited yep. yeah everybody was sucked in right at the end of the day it's a power of the story the power Absolutely. of handcrafting something and mm. that's honestly like we were talking about before those like that that other like, drifting <laughs> game right and the lack of soul i mean yes. that's and again, I hate hate to be the old man who like walked to school uphill both ways in the snow, but but it's, it's very true. <laughs> it's very true. Is you don't have that, like you said, sense of wonder. Yeah, you know, man. people developing games for the love of the game. I mean, there are a few out there. Definitely, there are still a few out there, but it's more about like you know jack in the coin purse lately and it, it's very frustrating right there's yes, still pockets of like good games and things that people are really genuinely excited about and you're like just thinking to yourself as a gamer all these games that really do things well are making money hand over fist all these people that are either trying to clone it and not doing a great job or just trying to get in on what they think is a cash cow without really investing in a vision and, you know, spending the right amount of time in, in putting that vision and making it a reality. They're wondering why they're not successful. It's because of that very reason is like, mm -hmm. just like, you know, when you're young, everybody tells you like, kids can tell things, the kids can tell what's going on. It's the same thing about gamers. Gamers couldn't, can smell a rat and some of them are like okay well you know there isn't anything else out there to eat so i guess i'm gonna go for the rat but most of us are like man really you know start over <laughs> right. do good make good choices make good choices like the lesson of the day we tell kids right make good yeah. choices you know what's funny is i saw brown rice had said in chat which i need to actually get the interaction the chat interaction um the featured chat added to this uh stream as well because i've been integrating it and that's where we can basically pull up really interesting so we're going to integrate that into this podcast by next time as well because i forgot to do it for this one i apologize the week's been crazy but you know what we're working on building uh and moving forward and yes dayless i am not forgetting i know there are shirts to do i've been working on it we're going to make some shirts for this show as well so just just give me a just need a week or something here. I'm I'm working on it. I've been I'm getting excited. things ready slowly but surely. And then I can rock the LFM shirt whenever we're on this show as well. But we've got some other fun discussions to chat about next time. And Brown Rice said the Nintendo uh call hotline, remember? Isn't that some that's some OG yet su isn't that such a Nintendo thing to do? Yeah. That's a very Nintendo thing to do. Having a problem stuck in a game? Call the hotline. Yeah, it was on the lid when you flipped up your Nintendo. It showed Mario like chasing a butterfly, if I remember right. <laughs> like and it said Nintendo stuck in the game. Are you one help? of these kids? You need help no. not being the one chasing the butterfly instead of the, the monster? Well, I, I really did like getting a lot of troubles with kids. I would, I would call it because I thought, you know, I thought 
you know, I knew I knew something they didn't know. So I would call them to tell them about it. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> you so really? you guys know, you might want to put this in your books. Uh, I just found this thing. I just moved this uh, tombstone and it opened up this passageway and went down it. And they're like, <laughs> you, do you need help? Or like, no, I'm trying to help like, you. Nathan's trying to help like, you guys. I'm trying to help you. And they're like, you know, we make the games, right? You know that it's getting charged by the minute, right? All right. <laughs> now your parents are gonna probably ground you for this phone call. Oh my gosh, dude, it's amazing. But friends, that's uh, that's our show for today. That's, that's a hell of a show, too. Episode eighty six is gone. It's over for nostalgia, everybody. Until next week, anyway. Gentlemen, Nathan, then Daedalus. Why don't you let people know? Shout out your domains where they can find you when you're not on the LFM podcast. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube, the Nathan Napalm, and I'm also on Twitter. Uh, and come find me, especially mm-hmm. on Saturday nights, late night, Pony. Pony TV. Yes, yes. And All right, you can find me on. Oh, go ahead. No, no, so, no. And you, I was gonna say, in Daedalus. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube.com/slash Ashen Herald. Yes, and friends. Do you like fantastic stories? One that I hope isn't going to suck anyway. I'm working on it. It's beautiful in my head. I'm working on writing it. If you like fantasy worlds and you're tired of the um, adaptation world effing up all the fantasies that they could just write, they could just, Amazon could just make one of their own, couldn't they? But in the meantime, it only inspires people like myself to create our own damn thing that we've had sitting there for ages in the hopes that people will appreciate something original that isn't garbled, um cupola feel free to exclamation tmc in the chat there it is right there join us on discord.gg forward slash some more where this whole damn community hangs out in between all the things friends we're going to be joining uh the cast here again next thursday 5 p.m cdt for the next looking for more in the meantime you all right be sure yeah to join us next week rats of plenty Hang with us, guys, because I don't know if you guys realize this is coming, but around episode 300, we're going to be ranting about Sim's story and Amazon ruining his story. Oh, my God, dude. No. You got to hang. You got to hang. You You know I couldn't. You know I Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being someone who creates a story and sells (laughs) it to Amazon after what they're doing to Lord of the Rings? Sorry, what they're doing to that IP and the Wheel of Time? Like, I not know. No, I would find someone else or I would have creative control, right? Be like, sure, you want it? I'm going to have to be the final say on some of these things. How about that? Oh, you don't want to do it? Okay, it's cool. It's fine. And I think about that time, Nathan (laughs) is going to release a special edition of Shower Juice called The Master's Plan. So it'll all it'll all tie in. There'll be a whole set of merch attached to it. At that That point, that one comes with free pets. By the way, they grow on you. (laughs) That's the growth. Everybody, it's a lot of fun. We're gonna, you know, we might be at the end of day show, but you know, always looking for more to join the party. Rants a plenty. Till next week, live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night. We'll see you again real soon. Okay, bye. Bye, buddy.